James chapter 1, verse 26, says, If any man among you seem to be religious, as bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. He can be seated. So this, I'll just tell them what I think, or I'll give them a piece of my mind. And I'm sure I don't know about y'all. Like I said, every lesson that I do has already walked all over me before I ever get up here. And I guess if we had that attitude and we think that we're on our way to heaven, we may just be fooling ourselves. Because it just said, if any man seems to be religious and we can't control our tongue, we're in trouble. So if you can't say, if you can't control what you say to people, you're faithful and you're hurtful to others, this may just be that we're not on our way to heaven. We may have a rude awakening coming. So if we get that rude awakening, let's hope it happens before we stand before God. And like I said, don't get upset with me, it's scripture. That if we can't control our tongue, our religion is in vain. I guess that goes back to being in the light of the world. You know, if we're Christians, God expects us to act like it. Just that plain and simple. If we're Christians and we're supposed to be Christ like, then we need to act like it. But we cannot do it on our own. See, we can't be Christ-like within ourselves. We can't be Christians and not include God in it. We can't be Christians and not include Christ in that. So we cannot do it on our own, whether it be to live the life or to control our tongue. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us. And sometimes that Holy Spirit will tell us to keep our mouth shut and not say anything. All about choices. And I, I, I know y'all think I harp on that, but it is all about choices. It's a choice whether you accept Jesus Christ. It's a choice if you live for Him. It's a choice if you do what He asks you to. It's a choice if you keep the commandments. It was a choice if you got out of bed and came to church this morning. It was a choice on what you wore. It's a choice on whether you go to work tomorrow or not. We all make all sorts of choices. So we have to take time and think about what we say before we open our mouths sometimes. And if it's spiteful or mean, if it's going to hurt that other person, then we can choose to say nothing or we can choose to open our mouth and cause or inflict that pain on somebody else. If we can't control our tongue, sometimes it will ruin our whole Christian testimony. Now, you're in James. Go to James chapter 3. James chapter 3. Start in verse 5. It says, Even so, the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. 
Behold how great a manner a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity, so is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it will set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things of the sea is tamed, and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. A world of iniquity. A world full of wickedness and sinfulness. And it said it defileth the whole body. My mouth can get me in trouble quicker than anything else. Sometimes if I open it and I don't think about what I'm saying, I've stirred something up or I've said something to hurt somebody's feelings and not on purpose. I would never deliberately hurt anybody's feelings. I just wouldn't. It's not in me. But sometimes I may say something that hurts somebody's feelings without thinking. So we need to be real careful. What we say can affect our, our character. It can affect our testimony. It can affect our reputation. It can affect our happiness and our peace and our joy. We need to be real careful what we say. And it talks about all in the power of the tongue. Now turn over to Proverbs. And I want you to mark Proverbs because we'll be reading out of that a lot. We may flip a couple of times, but we'll be going back to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18. And verse 21. It says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the first thereof. You can build up or you can tear down somebody with your words. Amen. You can encourage them or you can discourage them. You can encourage somebody's dreams or you can destroy somebody's dreams just by what we say. And isn't everything we say thinking do supposed to glorify God? That's what my Bible tells me. So, the proverb what? Proverbs 18 and 21. But if we're supposed to glorify God with everything that we say, when we speak negativity, how is that glorifying God? Amen. It's not. So when a brother or sister comes to you and they're like, God told me to do this, encourage them. Don't start in, well, are you sure? Well, do you think God can do that? Well, I don't know. You're not glorifying God. Encourage that other person. Now, go to Proverbs 21. Proverbs chapter 21. Proverbs chapter 21. Verse 23 and 24. It says, Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue, 
keepeth his soul from troubles. Proud and honey scorner is his name who dealeth in proud wrath. How many of us have open mouth and inserted foot? Sometimes I've opened my mouth and put both feet in at the same time. And not even meaning to. But when we do that, didn't we have to pay consequences for it? Whether it be somebody mad at us or whether we be embarrassed or whether we jump the gun and said something that we shouldn't have. Goes back to our mouth getting us in trouble. Verse 24 it's just talking about being arrogant and being prideful. It says, Proud and haunting scorner is his name, who dealeth in proud wrath. How many of us know somebody that we think is arrogant? And we think that by the way they talk and how they talk to you. I don't know about y'all, but I've had people talk down to me like they were better than I was. And you're not going to want to fellowship with that person. You're going to probably want to stay away from them. And if we're Christians and we're supposed to be Christ-like, then shouldn't we be spreading God's love instead of arrogance? So it's something that we need to think about. Be careful. Because God can bring you down and make you humble. Like I was talking to somebody the other day. I don't care who you are. And with all this mess going on in the world, I don't care if you're red, green, black, white, or purple. God sees a soul. He does not see a color. And that's the way we need to look at other people. We need to treat everybody the same. And if we're Christians and that love is supposed to be in us, then we need to treat everybody with love and respect. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 3. First Peter chapter 3. First Peter 3 and 10. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him eschew, or turn away from, let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensure it. So if you want your days to be good, hold your tongue. It'll keep you out of trouble. But it also said, let him seek peace. And that could be a whole lesson of itself is this about being a peacemaker? But how many of us know that one person that gets ready to argue than each? I mean, just the way they are. Doesn't matter if they're right or wrong, they just like to argue for the sake of arguing. And through the years, I've known two or three of them. But remember, all these things come from the mouth. Turn over to 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. 
verse 23 and 24. 2 Timothy 2, 23 and 24. The foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender or generate strife. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach patience. So verse 23 tells us to avoid asking foolish questions that we know is going to start an argument. And we know when we do it, if that's what we're doing. Now, I think people will say, well, I've got a stupid question. I don't think there are stupid questions. If you're honestly wanting to know the answer to something, there are no stupid questions. But if you're just asking a question because you know it's going to rile somebody and get a debate going, you better start rethinking it because it just said, avoid it. And verse 24, that the servant of the Lord, which is us Christians, must not Strive. And when you look that word up, it talks about struggle or fight vigorously. And did you know that you can have a fight and have a throw a blow? You can have verbal fights or arguments, and we'll probably have more of those than we would ever have of a physical fight. But the Bible just told us that it's wrong. So if we're Christians, and we're doing that. We're going against the Word of God. And if you get your pleasure out of starting or causing an argument, somebody, God will end up and put you in your place. People watch us all the time. As Christians, we are watched. And if we're doing things like that, if we start an argument with someone or between, I knew a girl, she loves stirring a pot, and she likes causing arguments between other people, and she even did it to her own family members. And I told her one day, I said, you better be real careful about that, because someday it's going to splash back up on him. So... Verse 24 says, the servant of the Lord must not. Sounds like a commandment to me. And if we break it, we're going to be in serious trouble. Now go over to Proverbs. Go back to Proverbs chapter 3. Like I said, mark Proverbs in your book because we're going to go back to that a lot. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 30. Describe not with a man without cause. If he had done, did no harm. Now, I didn't say we couldn't stand up for ourselves. But we're not to argue with somebody just for the sake of arguing. And people that are like that, I put a lot of faith in what they've got to say. I mean, they're going to change it just to keep the argument going. And someone like that doesn't have my respect because the Bible tells us we're to be peacemakers. 
and let God make rest. The more you argue with them, the more they're going to put up their defenses. Turn over to Romans 14 and 19. Romans 14 and 19. Still say Proverbs because we're going back. Romans 14 and 19. Says, Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and the things wherewith one may edify another. Make for peace. Why do we think that we have to be so right all the time? And I'm probably the peacemaker in my family. If the kids are aggravated with each other or something, I'm the one that goes to each side and I'm like, you know, well, think about it their way or they didn't mean what they said or, or whatever. We need to try to keep the peace. We don't need to try to stir up trouble. Now, let's talk about lies and gossip. Turn over to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Ephesians 4 and 29. Says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. How many of us have heard that old thing and can't say something good, don't say anything at all? If you can't say something good, then just don't say anything. I think that still goes for us today. The Bible tells us multiple, multiple times, don't talk about other people. Especially if all you can say is bad things. Or, if you don't know for sure, don't say anything. We'll get into that a little later. I'll flip back over to Proverbs. Chapter 19, verse 5. Proverbs 19 and 5. It says, A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall not escape. First, a lie is a lie is a lie. And a little white lie is just as bad as a whole thing's lie. A lie is a lie. But also, and a lot of us do this, the lie of omission. I just won't tell that part. And we know it's part of the answer to tell the truth on the subject. We don't lie, per se. We just don't tell the whole truth. And sometimes by leaving part of it out changes the whole story. But the Bible said, you will not go unpunished. Now, you may get by with it here on earth and you may fool everybody and they may think you're just the grandest person. But when you stand before God, you will answer them. Whether you got by with it here or not. Lying is a sin. And sin won't enter into heaven. 
and it's anything. I hope you get that message. And it goes back to what was just a little black line. Doesn't matter. A lie is a lie is a lie. Now, let's talk about gossip. And believe me, it's not just women that do it. I hate to tell y'all this, but I know some men that, boy, they just gather together and tell what's going on all around the town. Men gossip too. And teenagers too, everybody. Gossip doesn't have an age limit on it. It just doesn't. And I've heard a man slandering another man the other day, and he wasn't talking to me, or I would have just stopped it and walked away. I just had to be walking past. And I don't know if what he was saying was true or not. I really didn't know the person he was talking about that well. But I could have chose to stop and walk in that room and got in on that conversation. I could have said, well, really? Oh, I sure didn't know that. And then I would have been just as guilty as he was of what he was saying because I was going along with it. But instead, I chose just to keep on walking and do what I needed to be doing. See, we have a choice if we get in on it or not. And I'm going to be real honest. I don't think you should entertain that. When you see that going on, that's just like somebody telling a dirty joke. And you say, well, I didn't tell it. No, but you stood there and listened to it. You could have chose to walk away. And I know I've told this story before, the man now has passed away. But when I worked at the hospital, this guy named Ed would come in and, and me and Sherry Gregg would work together side by side, or offices were side by side. He'd come in and say, I got a joke I want to tell y'all. Well, I kind of knew his reputation. And I would say, Ed, if it's dirty, I don't want to hear it. Well, it got to where, after I'd been there for a year or more, he'd come in and he'd say, I've got this joke I want to tell y'all. And Jan, it's not dirty. Because he knew. We represent Christ. And how we act and what we accept into our life can hurt and damage our testimony or it can help us stand firm in our testimony. See, we choose. We make all sorts of choices. And if we're Christians, we need to be choosing Christ and not things of the world. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 20. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 19. Proverbs 20 and 19. Does he that goeth about as a talebearer reveal his secrets? Therefore meddle not with him that flattereth with his lips. Do not keep the company of somebody that goes around gossiping or stirring up trouble all the time. Because sooner or later, you're going to get sucked into it and then more people are going to think about you. Because if 
I would have walked in there and got in on that conversation, and somebody would have walked past, and I'd get in there, even if I wouldn't have been saying anything, but I would have been in there listening to all that garbage, what would they have thought of me? Why well, can't Lord Sister Jenna have been there talking about that? Even though I wasn't saying anything, I chose to participate. So it makes a big difference. And, and I say this all the time. If you're repeating something, and it's true, and it's hurtful, why would you want to repeat it if you're a Christian? It doesn't matter that it's true. If it's hurtful, you shouldn't be saying it. Remember, we're supposed to be glorifying God. So I don't care if it's true or not. If it's hurtful to somebody else, if it's going to make somebody else look different at that person, we don't need to be saying it. Pray for them. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I've made mistakes in my past. And some of them I'm ashamed of. I'm ashamed of all of them, but some of them I'm really ashamed of. And I want more people to know. The thing of it is, I've changed when I got saved. My whole attitude changed, my heart changed, my mind changed, the way I look at things changed. God has forgiven me. And He's forgotten all my past mistakes. So why can't men do that? Why is it that we have to say, oh, I know Brother Ken, I knew him years ago. I remember when he did so, 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 and so. Well, Brother Ed has changed. He's a new creature in the Lord. God doesn't care about his past or my past. Brother Ed, I'm just using you as an example. He doesn't, God does not care about our past when we come to Him and ask for forgiveness. So we as so-called Christians, we need to be doing the same thing. And don't be repeating somebody else's past to somebody when you know it's going to damage their character of what they're trying to do now. And we're so quick about it. I don't want people out telling what I used to do before I got saved. Most people that knew me, they already know. So why hurt my character now? Why not build me up and encourage me so that I can have the faith to go on and, and do better? Now, do I mess up sometimes? Well, I'm sure I do. I'm human. But I'm not out there willfully sinning me. Go to Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18, starting verse 4. Proverbs 18 and 4. It says, The words of a man's mouth are as deep waters, and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. It is not good to accept the person of the wicked, to overthrow the righteous in judgment. A fool's lips enter into contention or human disagreement, and his mouth calleth for strokes or blows. So sometimes we open our big mouth 
And we get in this heated disagreement, and the next thing you know, some people are throwing punches. When if we would have just kept our mouths shut, even walk away, I think it takes a bigger person to walk away from an argument than it does to stay and try to win the war. Verse 7 says, A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. The words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost part of the belly. The words of gossip are wounds. They hurt other people. And the sad thing is, the hurt that we do with our gossip or our lies, that doesn't show. But it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt just as much. And sometimes it leaves scars that aren't seen forever. When we hurt one of God's children, you can bet sooner or later he's going to hold you accountable. And some people, they just like for people to think that they're in the know, so they'll say all sorts of things. I could have stepped into that room and said, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, added some to it even though I really didn't know anything and made it worse than what it was. And I guess as an example, me and somebody else were sitting in the same room, heard the same statement, took it for what it was, and what was said, they kind of took it, I don't know how they got it, but I had a third person call me and ask me about it. I'm like, you know, it's not what I heard. And I repeated what I had heard. And I'm like, I don't know where they got that from. That's why something went over my head. Some people, it's kind of like, I don't know about the guys, but us girls in hell. I don't know how many of you knew Coach Parnell. He would whisper something in the ear of the first person in the first seat. They would turn around and whisper the same thing to the next person. And they would whisper to the next person and the next. And it would go all the way around the room. And he would have written down what he said to the first person. Well, by the time it got to the last person over here, it wasn't even anything close to what was started. So when someone tells you something and you repeat it, it gets changed a little bit. So the best thing to do is just don't repeat it. If somebody wants to know, they'll go to the source. So we need to be real careful, even if it's true, repeating things. Because every time it's repeated further down the line, it gets less and less further away from the truth. So be careful about just repeating stuff. Well, I can remember my sister Sue said so-and-so and tell Larry. Larry could tell Brother Ed, Brother Ed could tell Brother Leon, Brother Leon could tell Karen. And by the time it gets back to Sue, she's like, where'd that come from? That's nothing about what I said. So be real careful about what you because the more it's repeated, the more 